0: Hello and welcome to Retrospection. On this episode, we'll be putting on our deer stalkers and braving the foggy streets of Victorian London as we discuss Sherlock Holmes, The Sign of Four from 1986. My name's Paul, and if you're a regular listener of Retrospection, then... Probably right about now, you're wondering where Colin is? But don't worry, he's off on a secret mission for S.H.I.E.L.D. I know that will really irritate him. Hates Marvel. Um, But rest assured, you plucky listener, you're stuck with us. And I've got a very special guest here to lend her wisdom to the show. Welcome back, Chelsea!
1: Hello! Hello!
0: (laughs) So thank you for coming back.
1: (laughs) You're welcome, yeah, nice to be back. Are you alright?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Getting over COVID and flus and all of this, that, and the other.
1: Yep, same. <laughs>
0: um, and just, just, yeah, yeah. just for our listeners, just to say that we we meant to record this months ago, and through one, through another, being ill and 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 flues and COVIDs and 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 work, we just couldn't get it done, could we? No, nope. it's
1: been a long time coming.
0: Yeah, but but we're I'm here. here now. We're here now, and yeah. um, so we interviewed you what about? Two or three months ago?
1: It was September time, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, so was just about,
1: it was around Ron's birthday, about September, yeah.
0: That's right. So thank you for, for being brave enough to come back. We appreciate that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, glad to be back.
0: Uh, and that episode um, where we interviewed uh, Chelsea is, is still available to stream right now. And we should confess that there is an ulterior motive for why you wanted to come on this episode and talk about this particular Sherlock Holmes story, isn't there? <laughs> I'm sh- th- that'll become clear to everybody in a minute. So, yeah. So this Sign of four was part of a long-running Shark Holmes* TV series which ran on ITV in the 1980s and the 1990s. I didn't realise it stretched all the way into the, to the 90s. I remember it in the 80s. Yeah. The 90s. Um, I,
1: I'm not sure the actual year that it ran to, but I know Jeremy Brett, you know, he passed away not long after they finished filming it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Not long after the series ended.
0: And it was a strange series because it wasn't. It, it was kind of like consisted of feature length adaptations of classic home stories, didn't it? They? They, they weren't like hour long episodes like a normal TV show. They were like little mini movies, weren't they?
1: Yeah, they. I think uh, they did have some TV movies. I think a lot of them. The episodes were they about sort of like forty, fifty minutes, something like that.
0: Yeah, and then they 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 would they would put them together sometimes as well, wouldn't they? After they'd been on once, I think they put them together as like a ninety minute kind of movie.
1: Yeah, they got a bit longer as the series went yeah. on. I think after, after Edward Hardwick joined, I think the
0: format sort of changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So IMDb tells us the disappearance of a young woman's father, a mysterious note years later, and the strange annual delivery of valuable pearls leads to Sherlock Holmes being put onto their case. Pretty accurate for IMDb these days. Yeah. <laughs> They're not I'm the most...
1: not saying a word. I've got my issues with IMDb <laughs> and Wikipedia, so I'll keep quiet.
0: We don't normally use them anymore. Colin uses something else, but I couldn't remember what it was that he used, so I just went for IMDb.
1: Basically, all the notes I have today have come literally from IMDb and Wikipedia. I mean, if they're wrong, then I'll hold my hand up and, you know, I stand corrected, but I'm just, I'm doing my best.
0: <laughs> it, that's more research than me and Colin do, so you're already winning there, so... Good on yeah, you. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I, I have reached out to uh, a couple of cast members and stuff, and they just like Jenny Seagrove, and she just said, "I really can't remember a lot about it because it was so long ago."
0: I suppose job. So I I have. Jobbing actors, they just they go from one job to another, and I suppose once they've yeah. they've finished, they just they put it out of their mind and move on to the next thing. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: and this episode of Sign of What it says here, it was
0: 1987.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, does it? So yeah. Right. So I don't know if it's just wrong or cause I
0: <laughs> let's <laughs> yes, let's say Let us say eighty-six, eighty-seven, who knows? Well but one or the other. It's it's close <laughs> enough. It's close enough. It is. It is, yeah. Late eighties. <laughs> <laughs> so um you can you run through the cast for us? I can. Uh let
1: me just see. We've got Jeremy Brett, obviously, as Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um Edward Hardwick. Dr. Watson. Robin Hunter is a character actor that isn't really... You know him, I think, when you see him. Let's see, Major Sholto. And then we've got Ronald Lacey mm-hmm. as the twins. Yeah. Um, Thaddeus and Bartholomew Sholto. We've got John Thor, um, quite a, an important role in the film. Jenny Seagrove, as I mentioned before. Those are kind of the main cast in this film. It,
0: it's it's a Pretty good cast, you've got to say, isn't it? For a TV thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was literally like a TV movie. That's how it's listed. Mhm. And um, we've got a, a wonderful ca- a character actor and stunt actor called Kiran Shah. Uh, he's in it as well. Um, let me see. He, uh, well, he's in the film, but not till much later on. So it's a bit of a surprise, and it's really, really cool.
0: Mhm. So this was the first episode filmed after Jeremy Brett began bipolar
1: treatment, is that right? Do you know? I'm not sure. It, it could be, yeah.
0: I'm sure I read yeah. that somewhere. No,
1: he was very ill with that, wasn't
0: he? He was, he was, but he 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 pulls off Sherlock Holmes. He's probably one of the... Well, well I was going to bring this up later in the episode about who your favourite Sherlock Holmes is, because there's been many. But he's oh. got to be up there as 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 one of the best, I think.
1: Yeah, he's, he is my favourite, he's my Sherlock, that's who I grew up watching, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people grew up watching like Basil Rathbone, you know, and obviously the, the younger generation are obviously going to see Benedict Cumberbatch, and mm-hmm. it, it, you, I think everybody has their own Sherlock. <laughs> oh, but, we, you know, yeah.
0: we don't discuss Benedict Cumberbatch on this show, Colin has issues with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> well, fair enough, fair enough. Fair <laughs>
1: of a, a unique take on Sherlock Holmes isn't it um it, it is. I met Jeremy Brett when I was a kid I I went with my mum to see him it was live on stage they had Sherlock Holmes it was a, a story they did one of the adaptions and I met him and Edward Hardwick afterwards and I'll know it was I remember it clear as anything and he was just so lovely they were both really really lovely and I'll never forget it yeah
0: it's really nice when when you get to meet um actors from, from something that, that you that you really enjoy, and they turn out not to be dicks, isn't it? That's always nice. Yeah,
1: well, he, he was the exact opposite of, of a dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was lovely,
1: and I remember mean, he sort of looked down at me and said, you know, hello, you, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, God, is so that man off the telly? I was about eight, and, oh, wow. Uh, I sat with Edward Hardwick for a while, and he was chatting away to my mum. Yeah, it was great. There's a good memories.
0: So this was something that you, you watched um, originally on when you were a kid?
1: I grew up watching this. Yeah, I mean, it's not really appropriate for kids. (laughs) I, I I remember the solitary cyclist was my favourite, and I remember I liked that one because it wasn't scary.
0: Oh right, okay.
1: Yeah, and this this one in particular, this sign of war, I remember it distinctly, and I watched it. um, It must have been on the television. I was young, and I remember seeing. The, the scene, well, when it comes up on here, I'll say which scene it is, and it absolutely terrified me, and I never forgot it. And I, I was a little bit traumatised, and, yeah,
0: so... Well, when we get there, you'll have to point it out, but I think I know the one I that you're will, talking about. I think I can, yeah. I, can, I, might, I might even start screaming, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear me screaming, you know that that's the scene, oh. yeah.
0: Okay, I'll, look, I'll listen out for that then. Um, yeah, yeah. So I have to, conf- I've got a little confession about this. I, while I've always been aware of this show... I don't think I've ever actually seen a single episode, so this is completely new for me. Wow! Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. I've seen bits and pieces here and there because obviously it was always on the TV when, when I was a kid, and I think my parents watched it, but um, mm. I, I never actually sat and watched a single episode when it originally aired. This is the first time I've actually sat and watched a, a full one.
1: Wow! I know. Oh, wow. I mean, they're on. They're on like ITV two now or actually mm-hmm. four i think they're on now yeah so if you just if you just change the tally on probably now there will be one
0: on <laughs> <laughs> you know you know well, so, so that yeah. i could get this one to do for the podcast i actually um i, I found it on britbox they're all okay. on britbox um so it's a good thing that i didn't just sit there and wait for itv4 to cycle through until i got to this episode i could have been waiting forever couldn't
1: I? the problem with itv4 <laughs> is that they cut everything
0: Oh, do they? You
1: know, right. some during the day, and there are some things in there that are just not suitable for a daytime audience. I can imagine. You know, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. either the elderly or the very young, it will just terrify. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good idea. So, um, I've got the DVD set of all of them, so just got that on.
0: Fantastic. So you mentioned yeah. you mentioned another actor uh, in in your lineup there, Ronald Lacey.
1: Oh yes, I don't I don't know much about him. <laughs> never
0: heard of him damn why are you here again
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 ronald Lacey. yeah
0: so just remind our listeners uh why you know so much about ronald Lacey.
1: long well i don't know i just i became interested in his work Mm -hmm. you know watched him in raiders and i thought who is this you know little man in this horrible role in this really cool film and i just started looking into his career and it I started the, the Twitter account, Ronald Lacey fans because there was nothing about him online. Mm-hmm. And he did so many interesting things. And it just kind of, it just escalated from there. And I've ended up meeting and talking to so many people who knew Ron or knew of him or worked with him or knew the family. And yeah, it's just, um, it's just an interest. I've, you know, he was such a wonderful actor. Yeah.
0: It, it's such a, an interesting um story that you tell about how you got into it all and and um if people want to hear that then then go back and listen to the interview um but the way that yeah. it's just snowballed for you and and gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and and you've raised his profile so much since you've been doing this
1: well i, I hope so that's what i that's what i had intended to do and reached out to his daughter and i said is it okay that i'm kind of doing all this kind of delving into his life because there is nothing online about him except incorrect information it's all wrong mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know about well just it's I think it's all in your interview that that we did yeah. and just everything about Ron is just incorrect and so we're hoping to kind of rectify that and we did some fundraising and we've got him a memorial pew in the St Paul's church in Covent Garden mm-hmm. I'm really proud of that um I still haven't seen it I'm going at the end of March to London and um hopefully going to see it then
0: we're going to get some nice pictures of you have you sat on it and, and- that you can put on Twitter. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, well, so you know, draping across. Yeah. The map. I, mean, I know that um, Rebecca's contacted me, and she said, when I'm in London, she said, you know, give give her a bell, and hopefully she can come too, and we can kind of see it together. And
0: oh, that yeah. would be amazing! That would be amazing.
1: Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Um, so this isn't the first time that um, Ronald Lacey has been involved in Sherlock Holmes. He, Played Inspector Lestrade in Honey of the Baskervilles in
1: 83? Yep. Yep, I think it was Ian Richardson, Ian Richardson wasn't it, as Sherlock? hmm And, uh, yeah, Brian Blessed was in that cast. Yeah. I haven't so, seen that either. I reached, I, reached, I reached out to Brian Blessed and, you know, see if he could remember working with Ron, and um, he told, it was through a, through somebody I know who knows him, and he just basically said, I don't remember and I'm gutted, because I would have loved an interview with Brian oh. Blessed. <laughs> that would have just been amazing. But unfortunately, he, he, he doesn't remember actually working with him.
0: That's a shame. Um, I, I can imagine that if you got talking to Brian Blessed, he, he'd probably bend your ear for hours.
1: Yes, he would. And I, I've seen him. I went to see him. He was at, at Darwin um, on tour. You know, just And he would just come on stage and just talk. And it was the best three hours of my life. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah he just went on and on <laughs> it yeah it was all interesting it was entertaining and interesting yeah it was great
0: i can imagine i yeah. could imagine
1: yeah so the um i think it's on youtube the um hound of the baskervilles uh with ron the other guys in it oh what's his name um martin shaw he's in it as mm-hmm. well yeah it's good it's a good one it's a good adaption yeah
0: oh, i'll have to check that one out as well then so let's get on with the show So the first thing that struck me um, is this amazing gothic music score from Patrick Gowers. Mm -hmm. It's very um, Hammer-esque, I thought. Yeah. He also did uh, the music for the 19... I don't know if you've ever seen this, the 1982 BBC version of Woman in Black.
1: I have it. I have it on Blu-ray.
0: It's fantastic. The one with Ian Richardson and Jenny Seagrove. It is.
1: It's really, really good. Yes.
0: And over the top of this, this opening shot of this gothic-looking castle that we get at the beginning of this episode, yeah. I, I was already yeah. in. I was already in from this, this opening shot. Yeah. There's a real sense of, um, of dread coming, isn't there, as we see these sort it's of... Very,
1: it's a very dark thing, and you've got the, the sort of shadows of people walking towards the castle.
0: Yeah, the, the people hobbling their way to it, and, and they take out the yeah. servant as he's watching over the dead body.
1: Yeah, and you're sort of wondering,
0: what is happening here? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love a mystery, and this just grabbed me. You, you'd think I'd watch more Sherlock Holmes, really, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, when it first starts, you've got sort of like the body in the casket kind of thing, and you're sort of thinking, what's going on? <laughs> yeah.
0: So we, there's a piece of paper bearing a special mark, and the phrase, the sign of four, and it gets left yeah. on the body. And then we cut to Miss Morstan, played by Jenny Seagrove, and she goes to see Sherlock Holmes in his flat. And we see Holmes berating Watson for his adaptations of all these cases. Now, it always amazes me that Sherlock Holmes became such a popular character because, as a character, he's not very likeable, is he?
1: I was just going to say, he's very bad-tempered.
0: He is, yeah. He's very rude.
1: (laughs) <laughs> he's very rude but you know, he got the job done didn't he and he was basically when the police couldn't solve it or they mm-hmm. refused he did but he's not he, he used his own methods you know
0: he's not somebody that you want to spend your Friday nights with though is he really
1: well Watson <laughs> seems to
0: oh he loves him yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he's kind of like this in in every adaptation of Sherlock Holmes he's always a little bit prickly yeah. isn't he
1: yeah, so if he's got his mind is on other things, so he hasn't got time to be nice to people. He's trying to solve, he's trying to solve mysteries. So Jenny Seagrove, she was born in nineteen fifty seven in Kuala Lumpur.
0: Oh right, okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's what I found out. And apparently she came to England when she was nine.
0: She was one of those actresses that you used to see pop up all the time, didn't mm-hmm. you? Especially in the eighties. Yeah. Mhm.
1: Yeah, and she's um, she's partner with um, Bill Kenwright, isn't
0: she? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, um, the
1: uh, man, the owner of Everton,
0: is it? <laughs> is it... Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Now you've yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. And he,
1: he's a yeah, theatre producer. I know that they went on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire.
0: <laughs> did they really? Did they win? They
1: did. They went on oh, as a couple. Yeah, I don't know if they won. I just remember <laughs> that, that happened. Yeah, I don't know if they
0: actually won, but uh, yeah, yeah, they did. Wow, maybe Everton need the money. That's why he went on there. I don't know. I've, I've got. <laughs>
1: yeah, the theatre producer Bill Kenwright is the chairman of Everton FC.
0: That's it. Oh, wow. I've got friends who are Everton yeah. supporters. I'll have to. I... They've never told me that. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's really nice. She's on Twitter and um, she follows me and, and stuff and I follow her. And like I said, I did reach out to her and she just said she couldn't remember really. She remembers Ronald Lacey being very nice. Mm-hmm. He was really nice, but she doesn't really remember what happened. I mean, she was very young and it was quite, you know, it was a long time ago. So, yeah.
0: Well, like like you said before, when we talked last time, um, I, I don't think, I, I've never read a single bad thing about ronald lacey anyone saying anything bad about the guy he just seems like a lovely guy yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah he was yeah everything that i've i've learned about ron has always been positive
0: so um holmes is really intolerant with miss morston as she starts outlining all her problems to him i really like the set design of of sherlock holmes is flat um it's cluttered there's books everywhere bits of scientific equipment And, and the attention to period details spectacular in this
1: Yeah, it was a very, very well-made series.
0: Oh, it shows it. it, it, Everything's there on the screen, isn't it? You can you can see that.
1: And Jeremy Brett had a lot to do with that. Oh, really? He he, yeah. He wanted it to be authentic. He wanted it to be real. You know, I've I've read a couple of like books about him and you know things about him, and he was very particular about how it was filmed. You could kind of tell the way that he portrayed Holmes because it is so authentic to the books and mm-hmm. the illustrations. I mean, it really is, to me, Jeremy Brett is like the illustrations have come to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently, apparently he learned that Sherlock Holmes was very popular with children <laughs> and they saw Holmes as like a superhero. And he was troubled by the fact that Holmes, you know, he used cocaine. So in response, Jeremy sought and obtained permission from Arthur Conan Doyle's daughter to have Holmes overcome and abandon his addiction.
0: Wow. And
1: it was signified with Holmes burying his syringe in the episode The Devil's Foot.
0: Saying that I've never seen an episode, I have a vague memory of that, so maybe I caught that bit, yeah, I don't know. I do too. Yeah, too. Yeah, it
1: was a later episode, yeah. It's very, un-
0: uh, very unusual for um, for an actor to have such clout to be able to do that, I think. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, um, I think when you've got sort of like a, a child... A you know, you've got children watching, you've got that kind of an audience, and he really wanted to kind of <sighs> just make a point, <laughs> you know.
0: I wonder you know, why...
1: With the, with the cocaine addiction, yeah.
0: I wonder why it was so popular with children, the character.
1: I remember, well, I remember I watched it, I watched it because my mum fancied Jeremy Brett, and that's oh. why she watched it, <laughs> that's why she, but it was so good, I mean, she loved it as well, you know, mm-hmm. she. but she did have, sort of have a crush on Jeremy Brett, but they're just so well done. Yeah. I don't know. And like I said, they did scare me. There were a couple of episodes that frightened me and I didn't watch them, but there were some that I absolutely loved.
0: You, you talk about the, the, the detail, as you were saying. Um, mm. it, it, it is such, such great detail that you, especially in the outdoor scenes as well, this probably sounds really strange, but you can almost smell the environment. It's so vivid and real.
1: Victorian, Victorian mm. London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the Granada Studios tour, did you ever do that? I did in the day, yes I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the sets were all kind of there, you know, and I think they were still filming it when I first used to go on the tour, and my mum, going back to my mum again, she worked at Granada Studios when it first opened. Oh, wow. Yeah, she used to just, um, she was like taking the money, you mm-hmm. know, she was working on the ticket desk, but yeah, she worked there for quite a while, and she said it was absolutely fascinating just to see everything, yeah. Oh did you, you might... saw Jeremy
0: before, I? <laughs> I miss the days when we had when we had Granada Studios. That was great yeah. that. And living in yeah, Wigan it was, it was just fun. it was just down the road really, you know.
1: Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just used to get on a train
0: and go. Yeah, it was brilliant. That New York street that they had as well, that fake American street. Do you remember it that? Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I do remember and they had like a
0: wimpy bar and stuff didn't they yeah they did yeah and the, i was fascinated by the huge american car you know the big cop car that was put. do you remember the cop car
1: yeah yeah i, I was do. fascinated by that it's all kid. coming back oh yeah <laughs> memories.
0: perhaps we were there we were there well we wouldn't have been there at the same time i think i'm a little bit older than you so <laughs> a lot yeah. older than you um
1: no, no i was just saying about jeremy brett he played dr watson Um, There was a Los Angeles production of The Crucifer of Blood, and it was a stage play based on The Sign of Four, Mm -hmm. and it starred Charlton Heston as Sherlock Holmes, and Jeremy Brett played Dr. Watson, that was in 1980.
0: I think I have a vague memory of Charlton Heston playing Sherlock Holmes in a TV movie as well, so maybe...
1: I can't imagine that, but yeah,
0: okay. (laughs) It is a bit weird, isn't it? It Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, so, okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sherlock Holmes carrying a big rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was seeing,
1: like, it. you know, yeah. <laughs> Firing his guns there, his, his weapons. Yeah, OK. I'm so, sorry, carrying what you were saying.
0: I, I was just thinking, I hope he wasn't wearing his costume from Planet of the Apes while he was doing it, and he's running around and... I hope out. he
1: was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so Miss Morstan tells uh, Holmes that her father has been missing for some years now. Yeah. And yeah. J- Jeremy Bratt has such a look of disinterest as she's going on and on about it. Like, this is all completely beneath him at that point, isn't it? And he even starts to complain about the state of the flat, and he starts brushing down his trousers absentmindedly, doesn't he? Because he's just not interested at all. It's a great performance. It
1: just sounds like another boring case of a missing person, yeah.
0: But his interest is piqued when she tells him of a note and the donation of pearls every year at the same date. Yep. and the note tells her to meet someone at the Lyceum Theatre, and Holmes says that he and Watson are going to go and accompany her.
1: Yeah, she needs like some like a chaperone to go with her, and I think uh, those two would be a good a good bet. Oh, yeah, I've just got up to the point. i have just got it on here, and um, Watson's sort of fondly waving out the window to her. It's not in. It's not apparent in this adaptation, but in the books, it's when he that's his wife, Mary Morton. He actually marries her.
0: Oh, wow, I was going to say that the, the there's obviously an attraction the way that they play it, the two the, the yeah. two actors, isn't there? Yeah, sort
1: they, of, they, they, they downplay it in this adaption and he doesn't marry Mary Morstan in this series, but, yeah, he does in the book, yeah.
0: I, I, it did make me chuckle how Holmes just refers to, to clients as units. They're just units yeah. to him. Yeah,
1: that's how his brain works.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wish mine worked like that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot less going on around
0: there. Absolutely. Um, so Holmes Holmes goes to the library to do some research, and he comes to the conclusion that this case is a simple one. And he loads a gun, and they set off, him and Watson. I love the little character touch of Watson testing the weight of his cane before leaving in case he needs to use it, I would imagine, for something other than walking.
1: Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, it's just a little thing that he does. It's obviously an acting choice. I would imagine it probably wasn't even scripted, but it's just a nice little thing. I like little little acting choices like that. They just add add weight and a little bit of b- believability to, to, to the part, yeah. you know. Yeah,
1: using his cane
0: as a weapon. Well, I'm sure he's had to do it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they meet Miss Morstan and they head for the Lyceum, and along the way, she gives him a paper upon which a map has been drawn with the sign of four on it. And Holmes admits that the case may be a little bit more complicated than he first thought.
1: Sort of opening up a little bit more now, isn't it?
0: It is a little bit, yeah. So they get to the Lyceum, and we get a nice little turn from Derek Dedman as Williams. That was a surprise.
1: Yes. Yeah, he's recognisable, isn't he, with Mm. his face? Mm -hmm. You just immediately know who... I didn't even know his name until I looked into the cast of this. But I knew his face from many, many things.
0: Yeah, he was one of those British actors that used to pop up on film and television all the time. Yeah, I think he was in Time Bandits, Brazil. Um, he was in Harry Potter.
1: He was. And the yeah. Philosopher's Stone.
0: He was, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I mean,
0: basically,
1: if you're watching a British film, he will he will pop up.
0: That, that's what I love when, when we go back on, on the podcast and we look at um, old stuff from, from the 70s and the 80s, and then you spot these little actors that you just see... All the time popping up in these, just particularly in Ooh. in British movies and British TV, it was like there was yeah. a little, just a little circle of actors that always used to be used in these things.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, Ron was one of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have that, that game you can play. Like, is it six degrees of Kevin of Kevin? Bacon. Uh, what's it called, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could kind of do that with Ron too, because he literally was in a film with everybody. He was sort of linked with somebody who was in another film with somebody else.
0: So, Williams wants to make sure that none of them are police before they jump into his coach and he takes them to the rendezvous. And would you like to take the next bit, Chelsea?
1: Okay, so, well, they they appear at the home, the apartment. It's Mm -hmm. quite lavish. It's quite, you know, sort of like a dismal, just like an ordinary apartment on the outside. But then when you get inside and the door (laughs) is open, it's actually lavishly decorated. With all kinds of um, like Indian ornaments and you know carpets and it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely beautiful. And Ron's performance—it's it, startling when you first see him because he's so odd.
0: <laughs> he's very odd, isn't character. he? But no- yeah, this
1: character is just so—it's just such a like it's such a shock when you first see him and you think, what the hell is this?
0: <laughs> I think the these kind of parts, nobody played these kind of parts like quite like he did, did they? Hmm. He, he, I mean,
1: this guy turned out to be quite a nice character, but it's unsettling. He did unsettling very well.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I suppose my... I've mentioned this before, my earliest memory of him was probably Raiders of the Lost Ark. But before that, I'd probably seen him in Porridge and then not put two and two together. And that character in Raiders of the Lost Ark stays with you as a kid doesn't it Mm -hmm. just because he's so unsettling Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah it's the one that people remember and he only had about 16 lines of dialogue
0: (laughs) everybody remembers the coat hanger don't they yeah
1: they all remember (laughs) you know the the face melting as well especially but just everything and yeah, like you've got a character like like Thaddeus Sholto, and he's literally, you know, sat with his his hooker, and he's smoking away, mm-hmm. and you just sort of think, is he gonna, is he gonna try and murder them all? I mean, it's just you just don't know what to expect. Well, and it turns out that he was the one sending the pearls to Miss Morstan.
0: That's right. Um, Thaddeus explains that they need to discuss how to proceed with his brother Bartholomew, also played by Ronald Lacey. Yep. And we get a little bit of a flashback to Thaddeus' father, who was the corpse in the opening moments of the film. That yeah,
1: that was our that opening cadaver, and that was Robin Hunter. Yeah, he was in a lot of like music hall comedy and uh, musicals, and um, he wrote scripts for music hall as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, he,
1: he was married to Amanda Barry.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I her, yeah. Mary, and they, they, I remember she was saying in an interview I read once that she went to his funeral. They were always very close, and I believe they separated in the 80s and they never divorced. Oh, right, yeah. So and just he getting... also married, he was also married to Maria Charles, and she was in hot fuzz. Wow, yeah, she was in it. She sort of had glasses and her hair was up in a bunch. She was Mrs. Reaper, and he was married to her, of course,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it seems that um, Thaddeus and Bartholomew's dad had a bit of a phobia for wooden legs, <laughs> and, he,
1: and he, fire, he fired a revolver at a man with a wooden leg. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah, and he received a letter that gave him a terrible shock. And we get a nice, yeah. we get a nice little shot of Ron playing both Thaddeus and Bartholomew together, don't we?
1: Yeah, sat at the table. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he looks like just two completely different people.
0: Oh, you totally believe you know, it, don't you?
1: Things, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it's really really well done. And,
0: and because he plays the two the two characters so differently mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um you you completely buy it. He sells it so well.
1: You don't you don't get a lot from Bartholomew.
0: You don't. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, except you know, he's just sort of it was just incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. Um but he's still such he's such a, a large part of this. Yeah, it's great. It's so memorable.
0: So as you say, um, the father's on his deathbed in the flashback, and he makes a confession about treasure plundered from India and yeah. how, how Miss Morstan's father visited him. And then when they confronted each other, it resulted in Morstan's death, which was then covered yeah. up. Thaddeus goes on to explain that on his deathbed, his father intended for a share of the treasure to go to Morstan's daughter. And he makes his son's promise to make sure that she gets it. But then a yeah. hideous face appears at the window, and it causes their father to die in fright.
1: And they never find out who that is.
0: You know, they don't, do they? I hadn't thought yeah. of that.
1: <laughs> they jump up and have a look and run outside, but they don't know who that is.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's no payoff yeah. to that, is there? Yeah. Wow. Kinda...
1: As well as, like, when, when Thaddeus is telling Miss Morrison how her father died, it was quite blunt. Yes. You know, and, you know, she obviously, you know, Dr. Watson swoops in and tries to... Rescue her, you know. Mm-hmm. Have a drink of water, and then she just sort of says, "You know, I want to hear the story. Just let me hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know about my father now. He's dead, and yeah, it's uh, a bit of a sad scene, really."
0: Farius uh, believes that secret agencies are plotting against them, and he shows Holmes the piece of paper that was left on his father's corpse with the sign of four on it. Yeah, and then he explains that neither he or his brother could ever locate the treasure. And that Bartholomew kept the pearls that his father meant to give to Miss Morstan. And this is where the pearls that she received every year had come from. Mm-hmm. But then Thaddeus explains that just yesterday, he and his brother found the treasure. And that's why he contacted her and that now they need to go and claim their share. Yeah,
1: from the brother. <laughs> Who doesn't want to give it up?
0: That's right. And, and popping on a fantastic hat, Th- Thaddeus leads them out. Oh.
1: <laughs> i believe it's i believe it's meant to be rabbit fur that's what was in the book he's amazing he a heart and, the and he's uh what is he he's a, a valetudinarian mm-hmm. yeah yeah so he's uh, very conscientious about his health
0: it, it's probably um this whole bit is probably the best the best couple of scenes in in the episode i think is he's he's kind of creepy but lovable at the same time
1: i find him very lovable
0: i'm sure yeah. you do i'm sure you do i do i find
1: Absolutely adorable. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, they've just arrived at the house—the big sort of creepy castle. I mean, it's just dreadful, isn't it, to look at? <laughs> you know, and he's telling—he's telling Holmes about you know where they found the treasure, about half half a million pounds sterling, was it?
0: That's right. Yeah. And it, 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 as yeah. you say, it looks like a bomb site, doesn't it? There's just there's just holes everywhere.
1: They've been digging. I think they've been digging trying to find this treasure. And I find it quite quite comical, you know, he's telling Sherlock Holmes where the treasure is and you hear this god-awful scream <laughs> from the housekeeper and he, you know, Miss Morrison and Watson are in the cab, you know, they're still in the cab, sort of sat there looking around and mm-hmm. <laughs> Ronald, Ronald Lacey kind of goes up to them and just says, wait here, and then just runs back off again to the house and it just, to me, it's just so funny, just a little bit of comic time in there just makes me laugh. Yeah, then they go in and there's the housekeeper in an absolute state of distress
0: yeah and they find Bartholomew, he's dead
1: He is
0: mm-hmm.
1: he is and it's um, he's completely frozen in place
0: I think another good thing about uh, Ron's performance in, in in all of this this last sort of 10 fifteen minutes of this is that it's very exposition heavy but it never makes it he never makes it feel like a chore because he's doing such interesting things.
1: Yeah. with it
0: you know he's he's. yeah it makes
1: it look effortless doesn't it he does
0: he does I've got to say as well that that, that bomb site of, of a place that they go to I'm sure I've been to places like that in Wigan back in the day but
1: you know <laughs> my well, actually it looks like the, the outside of our house in December because we had a gas leak on our street oh and wow literally dug up the whole street in front of our house and it looked exactly like that except our house is smaller
0: you should have popped on one of those hats and gone outside and <laughs> yeah. Re- yeah with
1: a weighted cane yeah
0: recreate it yeah it
1: felt like doing it mind you they did keep us safe from the gas and they located the leak and it was all fine and we were safe and so. you're still here
0: so that's that's the main thing yeah yeah, yeah
1: stop <laughs> so this is the scene i've actually got it I'm, I'm up now so they 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 look through the keyhole it was the keyhole scene and they find bartholomew's corpse mm-hmm frozen in that awful state you know with his hands and he's got that awful like grin on his face, it's just dreadful and that was as a child I would never ever forgot watching that. That seared
0: into your mind it was
1: it? It <laughs> stayed with me and I, when I was sort of looking into Ron's career and I read that he was in a Granada Homes and I thought oh what was that so it was the sign of four and I was like oh which one is that and I googled it like you know he got the google images and I just went oh no that's not him <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the one that frightened me so much as a child is actually him. Yeah, I can
0: imagine. I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. it's quite it's quite a shocking reveal, isn't it, when you see him?
1: Oh, it was. It was mm. really creepy. Yeah, and so like <laughs> they go in his they go in his room there, and the um, there's a big hole in the ceiling mm-hmm. and dust everywhere. And one thing I noticed about Bartholomew is like we were talking about this, and his his fingernails. Mm-hmm. What, what is going on with his fingernails? They're, they're quite long. It's like they are covered in, I guess, soil.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose he's been. Has he been digging in? I don't
1: with know. Is this some kind of awful science experiment? Yeah. With his nails grow. I, honestly, it's just so creepy. It's just, what <laughs> is going
0: on with this guy? So, but he's dead, and he's been poisoned, and they've—they've they've left the the sign of four on the table next to him. Yeah. It did kind of amuse me when Watson asks what it means, and Holmes replies. It means murder. I mean, there's a dead body there. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, it means murder. He means yeah, murder. So they yeah. get Thaddeus they get, they get out, go out, go and get the police, shut the door, mm-hmm. and then they can do some
0: proper sleuthing. Yeah, Ron does a, a really good bit before as well where um he's panicking that the police are going to assume that he's killed his brother, and he's really panicking.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, a bit of a meltdown there. Yeah,
0: like- it's a good little performance, that. So as you say, Holmes, yeah. Holmes investigates the room, and he believes that he's very close at this point to solving the case. And it's this is another great scene, watching Holmes putting all the clues together about the wooden-legged wooden, wooden leg man and his accomplice. He really is the smartest person in that room, isn't he? <laughs>
1: Considering there's only three of them and one of them's dead. That's what I'm so
0: saying, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: we've got sort of like, I'm just looking at all the clues, like the little, it's like a little, they think it's a child's footprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like like one of them obviously has like a wooden leg.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that. Yeah.
1: So he's starting to, you know, realise what's going. Well, not what's going on, but it, I think Sherlock Holmes has already pretty much solved the whole case by now.
0: It. You always get that impression, don't you? In in any Sherlock yeah. Holmes thing, that he's kind of sussed it out in the first sort of twenty five minutes, and then you just he's just.
1: You know, it's like it's like Columbo. I think Columbo did that, and then like Columbo would always like solve it in about twenty minutes, and then sort of drag the whole thing out as he sort of like you know, interrogated people and stuff. It's like he actually knows who's done it. Yeah. Uh, that's just what I find with the Columbo.
0: From that first, uh, that first time he meets the guest star of the episode, he knows that that's the, that's the killer, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: yeah. I, mean, not, I mean, he's probably... <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's always the guest star. It's like, we know who's done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He kind of puts it all together and, and makes a really good episode. Yeah. I, I love Columbo. Oh, so do I've I. Watch that.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, we'll have to cover Colombo on, on, on retrospection <laughs> at some point. <laughs> it's a,
1: re- it a shame Ron wasn't in Colombo. I mean, he was in Magnum PI, he was in Heart to Heart, mm-hmm. but he wasn't in Colombo, which is a shame. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, he would have been good in that. So, as you said, they believe that a child was involved, and mm. they examine Bartholomew's um, frozen corpse. Then the police arrive, and the atmosphere between the inspector and Holmes appears light and jovial, but there's an undercurrent of disapproval from. The inspector isn't there.
1: They've met before, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. And he he thinks Holmes is Holmes sort of his theory is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, because he believes that yeah. Thaddeus was is involved in it all, doesn't he?
1: They, that's just what they assume. Yeah, Thaddeus mm-hmm. did it. He's got all that. He's got the the dart, that sort of thing that killed him. You know, that killed Bartholomew. He, Thaddeus could get his hands on a dart. He's got all the Indian artifacts and stuff. He knows about that kind of thing. So obviously it was him because he wants the treasure. And
0: I've got to say, as someone coming at this fresh, I was waiting for a big payoff at the end, and it turned out that Thaddeus wasn't really the kind of person that Ron was playing. I was waiting for a kind of like a a, a twist at the end, and that maybe he did do it after all, even though Sherlock Holmes, you know, maybe I was (laughs) thinking too deep. If Ronald Lace is
1: in it, he did it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's the bad guy. It doesn't matter what he's in, it usually turns out that he's some sort of con man or a murderer or, yeah.
0: There probably was a little bit of that running through my mind. Yeah, I think that's maybe so, where it was coming yeah. from. Yeah.
1: I suppose you've got, you know, he sort of was a bad guy with Bartholomew, wasn't he? You know, mm. he wanted the treasure, he didn't want to give it to anybody, and mm-hmm. that's sort of how he ended up. Yeah. You know, locked in his room, dead.
0: <laughs> Very with dead. The dart in his head. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But the inspector places Thaddeus under arrest and and tells uh, and Holmes tells him about his theory about the wooden legged man and his curious accomplice. Meanwhile, Watson goes to a rough part of town. And again, I'm sure I've walked through places like this back home, back in Wigan. It looks very (laughs) looks very familiar to me. Uh, Looking. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Looking for a Mr. Toby. Who is reluctant to give him the time of day until he tells him that he was sent by Holmes? So Holmes has got respect in, in this part of.
1: He does have respect. There's a lot of down and outs who love Holmes, and he he gives them respect. And he asks them. He has some trusted people out there in the city of London who he goes to for yeah. help. Yeah. Like like the children, the uh, the irregulars there.
0: Yeah, that's a. I do. That is a thing, isn't it? That is a thing in the books, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he, I always like that about Holmes, you know, because he, uh, he, he seems to like I say, like he's he's got these people that he can always turn to for inside information who are out and about in London who see things that he can't always see. Mm-hmm. They're his eyes.
0: And there's a bit of a sense as well that even though he's he's upper class, he's kind of um, he stands up for the little guy as well a little bit sometimes, doesn't he? he he's does. he, he's he more does. of a anti-establishment character, isn't he? I find, yeah, very much so, Mm. yeah. Uh, So this Toby seems to keep a collection of animals, pigs, monkeys, snakes. But it turns out that this disagreeable geezer isn't actually Toby. Toby turns out to be a dog.
1: Yay, Toby the dog.
0: (laughs) And Watson takes Toby the dog to the house and Holmes is up on the rooftops uh, and he shimmies down the drainpipe to greet them.
1: Now, I do believe Jeremy Brett did that stunt himself.
0: It did kind of look like him, it didn't you could see it was him. I think
1: he did. I think yeah. he did. I read that somewhere. Unless I'm completely wrong, and if I am, you know, please tell me. But I think that he did that himself.
0: He seems like a physical kind of actor, doesn't he? Yes.
1: Yeah, mm. I mean he was into archery and all kinds of physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that was really him on the roof.
0: Um, he's found a pack of poison darts in the guttering. And they set off on a hunt with Toby leading the way.
1: Well, that's handy, that he's actually found the murder weapon.
0: It is, it is. And there's some <laughs> great there's some great use of um, location shooting as he runs around the docks, isn't there?
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, it, 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 again, it really sells it. Because there's lots of places that still look Victorian, particularly in the 80s, isn't there? I would imagine.
1: It honestly just looks so authentic. It's so well done.
0: This is where I, I when I said before that you can almost smell it. It, it looks so... So real and authentic.
1: Yeah, the costume design and Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah,
0: brilliant. So Toby leads them to some barrels of creosote and then to the water. And Holmes believes that the perpetrators have escaped via a boat. Holmes questions a woman on on the docks about the two men. And the boat that they used uh, is called the Aurora. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the bit parts in this, by the way, they feel like really real people, don't they? Real rounded characters.
1: Yeah, and I love how he kind of tricks her into giving the information.
0: Yeah, yeah, because again, he's the smartest person on the block, isn't he? <laughs> in this whole
1: scene. In this, yeah. In this, so he kind of tricks her into it, you know, he, get, he gets the information out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really
0: good, yeah. Even though um, we talked about his performance, um, Jeremy Brett, and I was thinking about other people that have played Sherlock Holmes, in particular Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, even though he's abrupt and he, he's kind of rude, Jeremy Brett, a lot of the time. Mm. I never get the sense... I always got the sense with 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 Cumberbatch's performance that he was kind of nasty at times with people, and I don't get that with Jeremy Brett.
1: A bit more of a, a softness with, with yeah. Jeremy Brett. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cumberb- it, it could be a generation thing as well. Could be. And I, I don't know, just, just sort of the way jeremy approached the character of holmes perhaps a little bit softer i always found some humor in there absolutely humorous
0: yeah. yeah so later back at his flat holmes and watson are amused by a story in the papers about how the police are expertly handling the case when a group mm-hmm. of scruffy kids arrive that these are the irregulars that you mentioned Yep. and yep. um as you said there is they were his, basically his eyes and ears on the street and I suppose. Absolutely. I suppose ch- child labour was a thing back in Victorian times, right? This is all fine for the for the times, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all fine.
1: It's all fine. It's above board. It's fine. And he gave he gave him a lot of money, didn't he? You know, he yeah. Gave them coins and stuff to go and find that information. They loved it. Absolutely. Kids be- loved that kind of thing.
0: It's better than being in the workhouse, isn't it? I no, was supposed yeah. to. You
1: know, the pushed up chimneys. Up chimney. Yeah. <laughs> then and going down in mines and things.
0: Yeah, you know? definitely. 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 Yeah, <laughs> so so he sets them off on a mission to find the Aurora, the boat, and then Holmes reads aloud about a small tribe of cannibals, and then he has a bit of a fiddle. I didn't know how else to write that, so I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a bit, a bit lost for words.
1: <laughs> so he's fiddling away.
0: He's fiddling away, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he um he I, I like the little relationship between uh, Mrs Hudson and Holmes, by the way. The way that they just shout she's each other when he when he wants his tea or his lunch.
1: She's always having her hysterics.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, she's a, she's a wonderful actress.
0: Oh, it's brilliant! It's a brilliant performance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we cut to the irregulars and they're searching the docks and the ships that are moored there uh, until finally they come across it, the Aurora. Yeah. So later on, we see Holmes investigating the docks in disguise as an old man. It, it actually, it it took me a second Very to read. Com- it took me a second to realise that that was Jeremy Brett. Yeah, because he was he was coming in the house. I thought,
1: what's going on? And yeah. then it's like, oh, of course it's Holmes. Of course it
0: is. Well, I'm I'm glad that it wasn't just me because I felt really stupid. No, no, <laughs> it, it, it
1: fooled me as well. And I thought, well, you know, surely I'd know by now that he did things like that. But no,
0: fooled me as well. Yeah, his disguise, his disguises were they were a major part of the books, weren't they? He was always mm. in, in disguise in some shape or another, wasn't he? Yeah. So the inspector goes to see Holmes at his flat, but he's still out. And we get a wonderful moment when Holmes, still in his disguise, turns up. And he fools not just the inspector, but Watson as well. You'd think Watson yeah. would be onto this by now, wouldn't you? Yeah, but,
1: but yeah, like what I was saying, you know, you see him do it that many times. And you just
0: think, yeah, but no, he, he fooled him. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant performance. So together with the inspector and some officers, they take a boat over to the Aurora. And they park nearby, and uh, they, they just watch it. They stake it out. Finally, the Aurora makes its move, and Holmes and company give chase. Now, this boat chase isn't the most action-packed thing, but it drips atmosphere, and especially when you combine it with the music. It's got a real sense of um, tension to it, I think, and especially when that mist kicks in as well. It's very cinematic.
1: When I've sort of looked at, red reviews on this and things like that, a lot of people say it was just a little bit too long.
0: I can see that.
1: But a little it... bit too long, and and then at the end when, you know, they kind of, they get, they get well, well, I'll discuss that when we get up to that part, but again, it just kind of goes on, that's the only fault in this, mm-hmm. if, there, if you want to find one, because it really is one of the best ones they ever did in the whole series. Yeah, Yeah, but I suppose they're trying to get that hour and a half or whatever, aren't they, so they're trying to...
0: Get that running time you know, up, yeah. I... Yeah, yeah. I can see why, why a lot of people would think it was too long. Personally, I thought I, I kind of like the way it looked, so it, it it kept me interested. But I can see why it... it I, perhaps if I watched it again a second time, I'd maybe speed it up a little bit through this bit, I can imagine.
1: I, I love I love Jeremy sort of standing at the front of the boat as well. Mm. Yeah. He's not in the back, sort of hiding from danger. He stood in the front.
0: Oh, he's leading from the front, isn't he?
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. He stood up there and he wants to see, you know, where they're going. It's just really, really well filmed.
0: Definitely. So Holmes watches the people on the boat through a telescope and he sees the wooden-legged man struggling. It's really hard to say that. Wooden-legged man. Struggling.
1: Wooden-legged man.
0: Yeah, you you do it better than me. Struggling with his... With his
1: child companion.
0: With his small companion, yeah. And he fires a dart at Holmes, which luckily just hits his scarf.
1: Yeah. Made me jump, that
0: did. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't see many darts being um, yeah. shot at people. It was quite an interesting I thought, oh, thing to do. shot? And I, I
1: did a little jump. I thought, oh, my God.
0: But luckily he was saved by his scars He was. Now, the, the wooden-legged man knocks out the boat pilot and continues to try to escape. And he staggers yep. from the boat and he crawls up onto a, a muddy bank and he collapses exhausted. And John Thor is this guy and he's literally covered in crap isn't it <laughs> when, he, when he crawled out of that boat yeah <laughs>
1: yep and oh the the and holmes fired his gun
0: he did he did
1: he shot he shot the companion
0: Mm-hmm. so they as you say they capture them or the, the man uh and the man's name is small and as you say they question him but small denies killing bartholomew and he's got a box with him but he tells him that he's thrown the key into the river yeah hmm so back at Baker Street, they bring Small and the treasure box before uh, Mrs. Morstan, and Small tells his story about losing his leg to a crocodile in his youth. Now, this whole bit—I'll be—I'll be honest with you—that this is this is where I kind of checked out for a minute. I thought this bit was a little bit dull, but
1: I think that's kind of what where they're kind of going with it. Just went on a little bit. Yeah. A little much, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but he t- he talks about losing his leg to a crocodile in his yeah. youth, uh, and then he goes on about the rest of his backstory about doing a deal with um, three men regarding the treasure. There's a murder and some of the treasure was hidden. And that was probably the extent of what I got from that. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I find it a little bit hard to follow this bit. Maybe it's because my interest was, 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 was dipping. Because as you say, it, it, it kind of slows everything down this bit, I think. Well,
1: they've got him. Mm. Do you know what I mean the chase has already happened the climax has already happened and then you've got to kind of go oh there's more oh okay yeah um it would have been kind of nice to maybe learn a bit more about the character before they got him but I think know, so that's just my take on yeah should have been it yeah. should have been enjoyed, more at the front I enjoyed uh, John Thor taking his leg off that was good <laughs> sort of unscrewed it you know? yeah yeah you I don't see that every day inside it like treasure or something but no
0: oh that would have been amazing that would have been a great uh, nice little touch yeah yeah, yeah.
1: He, he, he's the key
0: so these, these men were caught and they were sent to a penal colony until Miss Morstan's father turned up. He had pity on Small and he treated him well. So Small made an arrangement with Morstan's father and Thaddeus's father. Fa- father? Father? Father. 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 Three, <laughs> too many Fs. Yeah. Free- father,
1: father. Yep.
0: Freedom for a share of the hidden treasure. And it turns out that Thaddeus' dad went and got the treasure for himself. Uh, so Small had sworn vengeance. Yeah. I'm right over that, Anna. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it took him a long time, but he got there. Yeah, he got there in the years end. Years and years later, he appeared,
0: yeah. He kind of does it in a really long-winded way because he gets a tribesman that he's nursed back to health. Yeah. And then uh, he and Small escaped the penal colony and made their way back to England. I mean, this guy's playing a long game, isn't he?
1: I mean, that level of pettiness. I know. I kind of get behind, you
0: know? <laughs> I mean, I've worked it's with good. some petty people, but not, not this yeah. petty, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, he takes his time, you know, he buys his time. He
0: does, definitely.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But Holmes manages to get the box open, and it's empty. So <laughs>
1: after, all, after all that, after yeah. After all that, it's empty, yeah.
0: Small laughs and says that he threw the treasure into the river, and that if he and his three compatriots can't have it, then nobody can have it.
1: Yeah, and that level again of pettiness is yeah. something that I can really get <laughs>
0: i thought i thought you were gonna say that i thought you were gonna say that you could relate to it
1: (laughs) well in a way i mean if there's buried treasure you know yeah yeah who knows you don't know what you would do do
0: you yeah money
1: is the root of all evil
0: after all let's hope you don't have you don't have to lose a leg to a crocodile though
1: well i hope not yeah
0: be a bit hard and uh where, where where is it you are is it um
1: I'm in Blackburn. Blackburn.
0: There's not many crocodiles in Blackburn, I would have thought.
1: There's not many one-legged people. There's not many crocodiles. (laughs) There might be be some one-legged people, but I haven't really noticed. But if I had a wooden leg, I would dramatically unscrew it at any given time. Oh, you'd
0: have to, wouldn't you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You'd have have to. I would keep things in it as well,
0: yeah. (laughs) You keep your lunch in it?
1: Yeah, keep, I was just like, like, like coffee or something, like a thermos,
0: you know, like a big thermos leg. No, if Colin uh, was here, he'd say that I'd keep a huge bottle of whiskey in the leg. That's what he'd say, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good idea. You could actually start something with that. You could, couldn't, yeah. You could. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, might be onto
0: something. I know, I know. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll paint into it, you know. it. <laughs> yeah. go, yeah, go Dragon's yeah. Den.
1: Yeah, whiskey know. legs.
0: Whiskey yeah. legs. Oh, whiskey legs. I think I've got those anyway. Whiskey
1: with legs, yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the inspector takes small away, and Miss Morstan thanks Holmes and Watson for all their help, and they share a brief silent moment. She well, she shares a brief silent moment with Watson before she leaves. Just as an aside, I was going to ask you because you're saying that that she his his wife in the books. Mm-hmm. Does that ever mm-hmm. become a thing in in the in the TV show? Do we never see not her again? In, not
1: in this series. No, they didn't do it in this series. They sort of kept Watson rooming with Holmes. Right, okay. Probably just for I don't know, just to keep it just to keep it easier maybe. They yeah. didn't another another they do in the I know in the new Sherlock, I believe. Yes, that, of um, course. Yeah,
0: it's the same character, they, isn't
1: they it? They got married to Mary, Mary oh, I guess it was Mary Morstan. I, I sort of dipped in and out of the new Sherlock. It wasn't mm-hmm. really my thing, but mm-hmm. I know that he did get married to her, yeah, and yeah.
0: You'll you'll de- you'll definitely get on with Colin if it's not your thing. <laughs> you can't be. Yeah, not it. really my
1: thing. Who, who's the actress? What's she called? What's she called? The actress who plays Mary. I
0: can't remember, but I think she was really married to to Martin Freeman. She was. not she? She was. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they're divorced now, and mm. she's with that um mad um, magician stunt guy from Britain's Got Talent.
0: Oh yeah, really? All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. He. he yeah, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent
0: yeah. now. I just can't think what her name is, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> well, I'm sure someone will email us and tell us, and then you'll... you'll yeah. Or, or tweet you, tell you, that way. Yeah.
1: I'm just... I'm, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh... What,
1: what are we up to now?
0: <laughs> what... <laughs> Watson remarks on how attractive Miss Morstan is. Uh, not that Holmes has noticed, of course, because he doesn't notice that kind of thing, does he?
1: Apparently not
0: and i was expecting as i said more of a twist but that is literally the end of sherlock holmes and the sign of four isn't it that's how it ends yeah.
1: there is no twist the twist is that there is no twist
0: which is a twist yes so there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah that
1: is the end and to me like again like i just feel that i don't i think they should have brought Thaddeus back for one last scene
0: that's what it's missing i was but i was thinking just, the exact same just, thing he
1: just disappears he's just gone and it's like well where is he gone you know he's been you know, he's, he's been, um, you know, vilified. He, he didn't kill his brother. And then there's just sort of no more about him.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, he, he, mm. there's a big Thaddeus hole at the end of yeah, this. Yeah, I thought
1: they mm. should have, like, brought him back. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know Absolutely. what they could have
0: done. So, Chelsea, yes. what do you think of Sherlock Holmes, the signer for? I loved it. I mm-hmm. do
1: love it. It's, it's one of my favourites. And not just because of Ron. Mm-hmm. It's just really, a really, really good one. Um, Like I said, you know, they had to sort of draw it out to like movie length, I think, and it could have done with being a little bit more edited, I think, towards the end. But oh, I thought it was great.
0: Brilliant, yeah. I'd agree with you completely. I'm, as I said, I'd never watched this before, and I've never seen any of them really, other than bits and pieces. And what have I been missing? This is brilliant.
1: I I recommend that you get on that really and just give it a go from from the first episode. I mean, we say that Sherlock Holmes doesn't, you know, he doesn't find women attractive, he doesn't notice that, but there is a study in Scarlet, mm-hmm. and he he meets this lady who he said a, a face that a man would die for is how he described her. So she's like, I think the only woman that ever really kind of turned his head. Yeah, yeah. And she sort of she matches him with the intellect. She's great. She's a really good character. She's played by Gail Honeycutt.
0: Oh right, Who okay. Yeah. Was
1: with Ron in Dylan.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that recently, actually. I watched yeah. that recently. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. 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 it's Gail Honeycock.
0: Jeremy Brett is perfectly pitched as Holmes, isn't he? He's he's calculated, arrogant, rude, and yet there's a sense of humanity, as you say, about him. He's it's that's something that gets lost in a lot of interpretations in other in other Sherlock Holmes, but he pulls it off fantastically.
1: I think so. And I think he looked like the illustrations as well.
0: Absolutely. He looks like Sherlock Holmes, doesn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, personally, if you have Sherlock Holmes, I mean, I guess, like, you've got, like, um, Basil the Great Mouse Detective like the Disney <laughs> film. They're all based on Basil Rathbone, and I think the American audiences see Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, it, it's to me, it will always be Jeremy Bright.
0: I do love those Basil Rathbone movies, though, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah very
1: entertaining. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the supporting cast were all great in this, especially Ron. Uh, obviously. Um, he steals everything, that, every scene that he's in.
1: I think it's Ron's finest performance, I really do.
0: Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. There might as well not be anyone else in in the room with him, because you just can't take your eyes off him, can you?
1: Yeah. It wouldn't be very interesting,
0: though, if there was... <laughs> That's true. Well, you would be for you. It would be for you.
1: <laughs> you don't say anything or do anything, but you know what? He could probably pull it
0: off. Oh, definitely. Um. <laughs> He, he he looks like he's really enjo- enjoying himself in the part as well. He looks like he's having a whale of a time playing this it's character. It's really
1: frustrating that we can't talk to him. You know, we can't ask him about that kind of thing. I mean, th- none of them are with us anymore. Yeah. Except Jen- Jenny Seagrove. And like she said, you know, she doesn't really remember. It was a long time ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. I like the attention to t- period detail. Uh, the real locations really add to it. And it all feels really... It doesn't feel like it was made for television, does it? It feels like a movie.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's it's certainly
0: up there with one of the the best episodes. It's just a shame that there's that whole um, John Thor bit, which I know you need because that's the 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 payoff at the end, isn't it? And I don't think it's much of a payoff. That that's the that's the only negative thing I would say. I thought the ending was a little bit underwhelming. Like underwhelming. you said, yeah, I I think it yeah. it would have benefited from bringing Ron back just to give it that little bit of of a, of a push at the end. I think.
1: Yeah, uh, that's my. I mean, John Thor plays such a, a good part, and really, he if they didn't have that sort of ending with all, he would have been, you know, vastly like underused. Yeah. Because he just he isn't really in it all the way through until the end.
0: And let's face it, anyone could have played that part. It didn't have to be John Thor, did it? Yeah. You know, as as um, as, as, as characters in, in in this go, his is the least interesting one, apart from his wooden leg, obviously. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he he did it. He does it really really well John Thor I think he was just great in it it's just uh, yeah like you said a bit long
0: yeah definitely but yeah all in all uh, this was a definite hit for me and I'll be doing what you said I think I'm going to be watching more of it yeah that's
1: brilliant I I, I highly recommend it as as a series just start it from like the ITV4 ones like I said they do edit them quite a lot I mean you might be as well getting like a DVD set it's well worth the money
0: well, I've got BritBox, so I'll just have a look on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a lot easier. guys. the physically getting up and putting a DVD in. I find it's too much trouble. Not if you can stream it. Do, do, yeah.
0: do you find that now, that, that even though you yeah. might have the physical media, if you know it's streaming, you just can't be bothered?
1: I just cannot. I always think if it's not streaming, I'm not going to watch it because I cannot be bothered getting up. I mean, it's all the way over there on the other side of my room. I can't get up. You know, honestly, it just seems like such a faff putting in a DVD and watching it when you can just sort of press a few buttons on your remote. I know.
0: How how did they manage in the 70s before remote controls existed? I mean, we're complaining that we've got to get up and put a DVD in or a Blu-ray. Yeah. like pressing play
1: and record at the same time. It's just almost impossible. Oh, oh,
0: forget (laughs) it. Forget it. (laughs) So I'd like to say a big thank you uh, to Chelsea for stepping in for this episode. Thank you, Chelsea. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me back.
0: Oh, you're always welcome. Uh, what remind our listeners where they can find you on social media?
1: Well, we're on Twitter, um, Ronald Lacey fans. Uh, we're on Facebook, Ronald Lacey fans, and we're on YouTube as Ronald It's <laughs> <laughs> e- all the same.
0: Easy yeah. to remember, at least.
1: We're on Instagram as well. Yeah, Instagram's there. Twit, Twitter's the best one. That tends to be what I use more than anything.
0: Yeah, and I, I would urge everyone that, that's that's interested in Ronald later to go and check that out because you post some really interesting stuff, and and it's it's always entertaining and it's always informative as well.
1: It's fun. It is. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying that the, the things that I found out that Ron was in was just unbelievable.
0: <laughs> he's got a he's got a, a vast back catalogue of work, hasn't he? He does. He does. He does yeah. So thank you to everyone for listening, and please uh, leave us a rating or review if you can, because it really does help us out. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Facebook and Twitter. So until next time, bye! Bye!
1: Bye!